Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to episode 36. Um, and after this one's over... I get to make this joke. I'm the person who makes this joke. We get to see you next year. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> because uh, this is our last, last episode of 2018. So, yeah. um, 36 episodes in 2018. We've done 36 episodes. That's amazing. Um, so, we've literally done one almost every week since we started. Yes. So, um, I don't feel like my year really starts on New Year's, though. I feel like my year starts on my birthday. Really? Because I'm, I'm self-centered, I guess. <laughs> I, I think mine starts the first day of school. Okay. Because I have school-age children. And see, and then some people, like Christians, it's supposed to start on Advent. Yeah, yeah. Ideally. But like yesterday. But like, yesterday. Well, this is coming out almost, this is coming out the week before Christmas, but... Yesterday for, was the first day of Advent, Advent for us, um, because we're recording this ahead of time. So. Yeah, so um, we will see you in the new calendar year. We'll just yes. say that. <laughs> um, so today we're wrapping up our Advent discussion, and we're going to discuss um, joy and peace, mm-hmm. sort of in the Christian... Um, definitions of that and how they're different from worldly definitions and just wrap up advent but i just wanted to talk so i've been thinking a lot about this um just leading up to christmas and if you boil down the message of christmas essentially what it is is that we are not alone like the message of christmas is you don't have to be alone anymore because god is with you and that's beautiful but i just want to acknowledge that it is also one of the loneliest times of the year for a lot of people i mean whether you are widowed or divorced or single or I mean even like in a like it can be very lonely in a marriage that isn't how you want it Mm -hmm. to be it can be very lonely if I mean you know you can be lonely in any situation but um I was talking to a friend the other day and she was saying like how Christmas is hard because it's like you're with your family all day and it's great and she's a single woman and then she was saying like Christmas night, she goes home to a dark, empty house and how it's just like, you're, you know, you go to church and you're all like pumped up and you're like, God's with me. This is great. And then it's like, it's over and you're still alone. Mm -hmm. Um, like physically. So I just want to, um, I don't have any like thing to say about that because (laughs) there's not an answer to that, but I just, I do know that, um, our God knows what it was to feel abandoned Mm -hmm. and alone. And, um, I don't know if that makes anyone feel better. It makes me feel better to think of yeah. it that way and to remember that any feeling we have, he um, has experienced and he came as a human. And yeah. so let it dive you deeper into your humanity. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody, like, reach out to those people um, who maybe are lonely. And I think sometimes for me, I don't always because I have a fear of like, I already feel like my holiday is too big. And if I reach out reach out to everybody, then I have to like, you know, throw a party and I have to like do all these things. But literally like sometimes a text message or just, you know, do Maggie doesn't want to go outside. Yeah, She's, I know. And she always chooses to decide to eat and drink and want to go outside when we start recording. I know. She loves me too, so she's always like wagging her tail by me. Um, but I just, I just encourage you to do what you can with what you have, where you are, and just um, keep that spirit of kindness. And remember mm-hmm. that, like, it's Christmas is. I just, I know it is a joyous time, and I don't want to take away from that. But we're also yeah. people, and we needed that message that God was with us, and we're not past the need of that message at yeah. all. So, um, yeah. I just wanted to like kind of throw that out as a disclaimer that if you are lonely this season, we are praying for you. We see you, we hear Mm -hmm. you. 
um, and just encourage you to reach out to the people in your circles who maybe just need to have some human contact. Yeah. And loneliness looks lots of different ways, you know, some of it's very tangible like that. Like, yeah, like for, um, you know, widows or widowers for that matter, or, um, you know, single people or, or divorced people or whatever, but it also, or people that are, that are married, but, you know, want to have children, but can't. Yeah. And so they, that, that their picture of Christmas is. Um, or have lost children. Or whatever. Yeah. Or, lots of, you know, lots of times this time of year is hard for people who have lost family members. And so, um, so loneliness is tangible in that way. And I think there's also um, a different type of loneliness. And this is the one I experienced during the holidays is um, just this, like your expectations are it's supposed to be a certain way and yeah. I'm supposed to feel a certain way yes. and I'm supposed to get invited to all these social situations and my family should look this way and we should celebrate this way and when those things don't happen there's like this sense of feeling of isolation yeah. which leads to totally. a feeling of loneliness so I, I, I think sometimes we overlook um, the fact that we can feel lonely in a lot of areas which you mentioned but or that that we like for me, I'm like, well, I'm married and I have children and um, I have friends and good friends. And so if I ever have that sense of loneliness, I kind of get upset with myself. Mm, like I'm mm-hmm. like, who are you to think that right. you're lonely when you have, you're surrounded by all these people? But I just I guess an acknowledgement that loneliness comes seeps in in different ways. And sometimes it's unexpected. So. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point that you brought up just that we'll, we'll get to joy and peace in a second, I promise. Yeah. But the point that she brought up that like. Um, you can be surrounded by people, but cultural expectations can really make you feel isolated. Like I even learned the other day, I was trying to be silly and watch like one of those dumb Christmas movies that are just like, you know, it's like the same movie over and over. Yeah, where, like yeah. the girl meets the guy, and like yes. I actually, <laughs> I love those movies and I, which is terrible because the acting's horrible and they're all the same. Oh, they're all horrible. But I realized I was like, maybe for me because I do struggle with what you you know, yeah. like about like anytime I feel like I have to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. I am just like in shambles because I, I never do. Yeah, I'll yeah, feel yeah. parts of it. But then if I'm like trying to make myself feel it, it's not yeah. really authentic. And so I learned like, I just don't think I should watch those movies Yeah, because they make me feel like, well, look how happy these people are and look what their Christmas. And it's a fantasy. And I know that, but part of my self care right now is like, just like cutting myself off from the fantasy yeah. that makes me feel less than, even if it's quote unquote fun and quote unquote, what everybody does. Yeah. So I think it's like knowing what you can handle and what you can't yeah. handle and, and, and making room for things. That, like that sounds dumb when I say it out loud. It yeah. sounds stupid that Rebecca just goes, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Not, as a, not in that you're stupid, but agreeing like that, like that we all have to figure out what our trigger points yeah. are. Yeah. And own them and don't yeah. feel silly. Because I mean, I watch Hallmark movies to like make me happy. Yeah. Like yeah. The, those type of movies to make me happy because I take things too seriously. Uh-huh. So those aren't triggering for me. What's triggering for me is like real life situations, like comparing, comparing myself to way people's houses look at Christmas. Oh yeah. Me too. The way they could spend this with their family or these parties that I didn't get invited to, you know, like those things are the things that I, so I have to be careful Yes. Those trigger points. Yeah. Versus, um, 
you're, you know, that that totally makes sense. I mean, there's probably a lot of women that should not be watching those movies because yeah. it, I mean, it's just like Disney movies. Like, yeah, it's, it's funny like, to me that we show our daughters those movies. I and know. They're, and they're like, well, this is how we're damaging them. <laughs> I know, but I also enjoy it. So yeah. here you go. Yeah. Let's, let's do it together. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny. I was praying yesterday about Advent and, um, I've been trying to be more intentional about like having a, a good, solid, quiet time. Um, and, I was praying about Advent and I was like, just like telling the Lord how I felt about things. And I was like, I am just so frustrated that my house is like half decorated right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just so over it. And I go to people's houses and their houses are done. They're decorated. And my house is just like, there's crap everywhere. And it's like, maybe we, we finally got the light. We got, we got the tree and we got the lights on a tree. And that took a whole week to get those two steps. And maybe we'll get the ornaments on today. But I was sitting there praying and I felt like the Lord was like, Rebecca, that's the point. The point is that it's not done. You're not mm-hmm. done your That's house good. is just representing that you're not done. And if you can't learn to just sit there with your ornaments in the box and be grateful for the lights, then you're going to miss your whole life. And like, yeah. I just, I That's don't know. Good. I just, that's what has been on my mind. So I'm trying to be patient and to appreciate what's done, but also like make time to get it done because it is driving me nuts. But anyways, so we're talking joy and peace. Yes, joy and peace. And obviously both of these. So we did love and hope and then we're combining joy and peace because we're not going to put out an episode on yeah. December 25th. Christmas. But these are the last two weeks. What's the last? last what's the, it, always, it usually always ends in P, with peace. peace. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so joy and then peace. And, the, you know, those comes, those both come from the Christmas story. Everybody knows the Christmas story, but, you know, when the angels show up to the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them and the, the shepherds were filled with fear and the angel says to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And then we can go further down the verse and then you hear about the peace coming for all people too. So both, both of those are straight from the Christmas story and how they're kind of tied in with Advent. And I think, you know, we sing joy to the world, Mm -hmm. peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I mean, like people who even don't um, go to church regularly and celebrate Advent or that part of Christmas Mm -hmm. still sing those songs because, I mean, culturally, this idea of joy and peace is wrapped up into the season. Yeah. But the Christian Christian joy and peace is much different. So when you think of joy, what do you think? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think to me, it's like happiness to the nth degree. Yeah. Like a sort of bliss yeah yeah, yeah. what I think of yeah. yeah yeah so um I think that's what most people think mm-hmm. so it's like happiness times 10 or whatever yeah, yeah. however you want to whatever your nth degree is and um so I I Christian joy kind of ties in with when we remember when we talked about contentedness Yes. So discontent and content and content was based was not based on your circumstances. It was despite the external circumstances. And that's kind of how I view, view the difference between happiness and joy. Like mm-hmm. happiness is fleeting. Like one day you wake up happy and one day you wake up the Grinch. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Side note, my kids, literally, I was like mad at them this morning. And in the most savage four-year-old insult they could muster, they called me the Grinch. And I was like, <laughs> that was so mean coming from you. They're like, Mommy, you're the Grinch. And I was like. Oh, that was cold. But you're right. I am the Grinch. That's okay. I've gotten called the wicked stepmother for this. Cinderella. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, so um, uh, happiness is fleeting. We see that in children. Like when, you know, so it, there's, there's less of a permanent state to happiness. And happiness is um, based on your circumstances or whether things are going well or not. Right. Like, right. Whether you're having a good day or not determines whether you're happy or not. Yeah. Versus joy, which should be for the Christian a permanent possession. Um, 
and it remains despite the circumstances, that doesn't mean that there, that there aren't different levels of joy and there aren't things that steal our joy. But as Christians, we have constant access to joy versus happiness, which is coming and going. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the, the big thing about uh, joy and peace is that it, they're gifts from God. You know, they're yeah. they're kind of this, like, when I think of joy after reading um, and, like, learning the words, like, when I think of joy, I think of, like, a settled contentment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, if you think of people that are joyous, and I'm not talking about the world's world of joyous, like, when I, you think of the world's world um, view of joy, you think of somebody who's just, like, a super bubbly personality. Yeah. Very effort. Yes. in their personality. Yes. When I think of someone who's truly joyful, it's like the steadiness. Yeah. It's like this steady state of contentment um, and just confidence and hope. Like, it's just very steady. That doesn't mean they don't have bad days. Right. But like, or that just, they're like a robot. But their like standard state is this. Yeah. Um, and I think that that for Christians, that is achievable. I mean, I mean, it's a fruit of the spirit. Like yeah. joy is a fruit of the spirit and the spirit wants to build that in us. And I think that building it comes from the discipline of remembering. Yeah. I mean, because I think the thing we just forget, like I know I will go through a whole day and just completely, and I'm not saying you have to sit there and think about the cross and like really marinate on that for like long periods of yeah. time and what do you, but you have to remember it. Yeah. And if you go through your day, like it's, it's incredible. I feel like half my spirituality, more than half is just remembering stuff I forget and yeah. being like, oh yeah, I forgot that was true. Awesome. So it's like, we have to have a discipline of remembering the whole story. Yeah, that's great. Joy. That's great that you point that out because um, the Hebrew word for joy, which I actually didn't write down, so I don't have it off the top of my head. But in the Old Testament, that word for joy is often used in conjunction with God's people remembering what God's done for them. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. it does. There's mm-hmm. the connect. There's connection. Then you. There's you know obviously joy is used a lot. The Greek word for joy, which I also don't have. I have all the peace, but not the joy. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of those words, but like the the word for joy in the New Testament is often. Um, I mean. It's a lot but um it's often used in conjunction with thanksgiving mm-hmm. um often and when he ta- they talk about paul talks about jesus with the joy set before him as he went to the cross mm-hmm. like there like there's this this constant like knowing what's happened in the past and what's happening in the future just like when we talked about hope like the yeah. joy that comes with that hope of knowing what happens in the past present and the mm-hmm. future and knowing that it's sure like jesus knew for the reason yeah. why he was going to the cross so he could have joy in it even though it, in the midst of that suffering yeah and i think that that's kind of how like the we're called to mimic that in our lives as we follow jesus like yes all these things are happening in my life and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad but there's a joy set before me because i know that eventually all of these things yeah. will be redeemed and there's joy in that so and we have to be disciplined to like um to yeah it's like a discipline you just have to remember yeah. that stuff you have to make a point to remember it otherwise like we're human and we just get tunnel vision yeah i love the the this part of the christmas story i mean i think sometimes we we just gloss over it because we don't we hear it so much um, even people who don't go to church know the Christmas story. So I think sometimes we it gets watered down for us. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about it this morning when I was thinking about what we we're going to talk about. And I was thinking, so the shepherds are sitting there in darkness, mm-hmm. right? It's nighttime. They're sitting there in darkness. And um, that's kind of the picture of how we were before Jesus. 
before yeah. God came in, mm-hmm. we were sitting in darkness. We were sitting in our sin, darkness, and then the angels' light, the glory shone around them from the angels, the glory of God. And that's kind of the picture of Jesus coming in. And his the joy that comes is the joy that light is breaking into darkness. Yeah. And that's the message that the angels were bringing to the shepherds. Um, and that's the message of Christmas. Yeah. You know, totally. is that the joy that we get from knowing that light is shining in the darkness. Yeah. So. And I thought of a, a random thing. If you do the Advent ca- candles at home. Yeah. Um, you know how you have like the Christ candle and it's giant. Yes. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. what do I do with this? Yeah. It's Christmas I'm going to use that. As my prayer candle throughout the year. Oh, that's a good idea. I know. So if you guys, like, I don't always do a prayer candle, but if I really have time to, like, do a decent quiet time, I like to light a candle and, like, yeah. invite, you know, all such that a stuff. Four. I'm yeah. such a bore. <laughs> I was like, that would be such a cool way to use the Christ candle because yeah. it's, like, it's huge. And it's, and, you know, my, my first one's already, like, halfway gone. And it's only been, like, three days of Advent or two days or whatever it's been. One day. That's why you um, use my extras. I know. I need to do that. But anyway, that's my <laughs> thought. Okay, let's talk about peace. Okay, so when you think of peace, what do you think? Um, no children. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think of, I can, I combine peace and quiet, or I think of, um, yeah, just sort of like being unruffled. Yeah. Like riding the current. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's good. I think a lot of people immediately think of, like, no war. You know, we, th- we uh, think of, uh-huh. like, peace on earth. Like, uh-huh. you know, that's a very standard message yeah um, you know peace between all people which i i mean obviously is god's ultimate goal is peace yeah. on earth so that's not i don't say that i don't think that's unchristian but yeah. like there's more a more depth in the meaning of peace and so obviously the hebrew word for peace is shalom and speaking of which today is hanukkah so happy hanukkah ha- happy hanukkah to all of our jewish friends but um when this comes out you will have already celebrated hanukkah it's fine but today's <laughs> the first day of hanukkah so i thought about that as we we're thinking about the hebrew word for peace but um so shalom and shalom has this it doesn't just mean peace and that's the problem with the english language versus the hebrew language like we're like oh that translates to peace but like the hebrew words have so much depth there's usually yeah. so much to them and and so the idea of shalom is like complete or whole okay so it's this idea that um it's not just freedom from conflict or war, but things are completely made whole again. So that's the idea of shalom. Yeah. See, Maggie decides to eat and drink. She's had that food all morning. She's afraid of it. She keeps, I think her collar is hitting the bowl and then she gets scared and runs away. It's actually really funny. I'm trying to focus on peace. Let me turn around. Um, <laughs> um, so that would make sense why she always takes her food into the other room. She's her, her tag is hitting the bowl and oh, she's like scared. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, so in case we just diagnosed my dog. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and then, which is interesting because the new Testament word for peace is Irene. E-I-R-E-N-E, Irene or Irene. Oh. And so that's that's the New Testament word. And like it, the name? Yeah, well, I'm so sure that's where the name comes from. Oh, that's really beautiful. Um, so, but which the, the root word of that is Iro, which means to join or tie together. Huh. So peace is bringing all the broken parts together. So like it's bringing completeness and wholeness to brokenness. Yeah. So that's like the depth of the word for peace. So God's peace, like the peace of Christ that comes at Christmas, that is putting all the pieces back together again. And that is why we can have joy. Yeah. Because we know that's coming. Yes. But we have to remember that that's coming. Well, and it, it can be experienced here too, just not to the full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like there's a lot, I think we can both talk about it. We don't have time today, but we can t- both talk about how God's brought 
to get brought together. Yeah, how he's healed whole, brokenness. He's and, healed brokenness yeah. and he's brought wholeness to our life, even though we're not completely whole yet. Yeah. We can see bits and pieces of Shalom now. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to we'll get the full, you know, feast of Shalom, you know. Yeah. At the end of days. But like now we can get glimpses of that. Yeah. And and I just encourage everybody, even in the midst of like, I know people have a hard time at Christmas. And um, there's loneliness, like we had the disclaimer we made at the beginning. But also, like, I think that there are pieces of shalom that we can find. Oh, even if sure. we're looking, if we, even if we just, like, look. Like, we can see, like, in our community yeah. and with the people around us and with our friends. And, like, there there is shalom there if we, like, if we look for yeah, it. Yeah, and the point of that disclaimer is not to just be lonely. The point yeah. of it is to process it so you can get yeah. out and find shalom. Yeah. And to find that in other people and to reach out. Like, the point yeah. is not just like, well, I'm lonely, so this sucks. But, like, to transform that loneliness. But you have to acknowledge it. So Yeah. And I think it goes back to this is joy is also, and peace is also for the spirit. Both joy and peace are. So, uh-huh. like, there are gifts from God that he gives to us through his spirit. Like, we can access them through the spirit, but they aren't things we can just conjure up in ourselves. We can't just, right. like, wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to be joyful today. Yeah. Like, we can say, I'm going to be happy today, and don't worry, be happy and sing that song. But, like, yeah. true joy and true peace can't be experienced outside of God working that in us. Yes. And, and Jesus gave us access to that. Um, and also, that joy and peace, um, if it's a fruit, other people are going to see it. And mm-hmm. so, and I think that kind of just, like, ties in beautifully with an after- so the the shepherds that they hear from the angels, they're you know they um, there's good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. And the angels tell them what's going to happen, and the shepherds start running and they mm-hmm. find Jesus and they find him. And when they find him, the heavenly host, all the angels praise God and say, "Glory to God in the highest, and on peace on earth, peace among." with whom he is pleased. And there's this idea that like the peace that comes through Jesus is for the whole world. Mm -hmm. And that comes through us Mm -hmm. as individuals. So like, there's also this like larger picture that God gives us this joy and this peace so that we can share that with the world. Yeah. It's not to be hoarded. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Any other thoughts? I know that was a lot really fast. No, that was really good. Um, We just wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Yeah, I know. This is going to come out on December 18th, and then, like, one week later is Christmas Day. Yeah. um, Oh, and you know what I'm doing? And I'm just going to suggest this. I kind of had this idea this year. Um, I and my family am celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. Because I feel like the days before Christmas are way too crazy and I can't like mm. make it all special and it stresses me out. And also like we're supposed to celebrate Christmas. Did I already talk about this on a previous podcast? No, we've talked about it, but you okay. haven't shared it on the podcast. Um, so, and I know like we're supposed to celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, but I don't really know anyone that does that. It's sort of yes. like, it's just like, eh, Christmas is over. Let's go make yeah. our returns. And it's not fun. And take all of our, we got to take all our decorations down, get yes. everything cleaned up before the first. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to now celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. So we're doing like, and it's going to be like stupid, like small things. Like we're going to like make hot chocolate. That'll yeah. be one of our celebrations. Like they're not going to be big, expensive things yeah. every day, but I just encourage you, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like you guys, Christmas is till January 5th. So stretch it out. Yeah. And that gives me more time to decorate anyway. Um, Yeah. All that hard work that you're putting into your decorating is actually going to be able to last. Yeah. And so I feel like we just see Christmas as like, okay, it's over. And a one and done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm done. And I didn't do the things. It's like, no, you've got 12 days to do the things. So if you're like feeling stressed out right now, just remember it goes till January 5th. So enjoy it. And we'll be enjoying it with you. And um, we just wish you all 
a wonderful Christmas season. This is what it's all about. Um, we'll yeah. still be active on social and stuff. Um, oh, for sure. And, and we have a big, do we want to talk for just a second yeah. about our January series? Yeah, go for it. So, um, so this, well, you know, we're taking a break because um, Tuesday falls on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So we're giving ourselves and you guys a break from us. <laughs> Not that you want a break from us, but we're giving everybody a break. Um, rest, catch up, spend this yeah. time catching up on old episodes if you want to. Um, and then in January, we've decided to do a series called Hard Stuff. And we're going to be interviewing um, people who truly have experienced hard stuff in their lives and how admit in the midst of those things, how they've, I mean, have experienced all the things we're talking about here, hope, joy, peace, Mm -hmm. like how they've experienced those things, even amidst all their suffering. You know, we have a young widow, we have someone who's struggled with infertility miscarriage. We have someone who's suffered through childhood trauma. We have someone who's had cancer mm-hmm. and um we're also and, interviewing um, a couple singles yes exactly and so just the that how those are all hard things but what's been so encouraging at least through the few that we've interviewed so far is like yeah these are hard topics but there's just been a lot of hope in them yeah um and they haven't felt like depressing they're no it's more of like how we can see um geos in the midst of all of this so that's coming up in january and then we're gonna do more fun stuff in february so we're doing hard stuff and then literally the next one's called fun stuff <laughs> but um, anyway yeah it's gonna be really good I think yeah. um you're all gonna be really encouraged and if that seems like oh, I don't want to listen to like hard topics like please tune in because yeah. I we have found like for both of us we've I mean we have never experienced widowhood miscarriage like we haven't experienced these things and it's so good especially mm-hmm. the singles one is really on my heart like how we can approach people in these unique grief is universal but everyone's grief is personal yeah. and how can you approach people in their personal grief and be a light to them. So we're yeah. actually asking people who know the answers to this. So yeah, it's going to be really sure. good. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And happy New Feliz Year. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have thought of I don't know other, I don't know other languages. They're always oh, to know the German one and I forgot I used to it. know the French one. Joy Noel is French. Joy Noel. <laughs> yeah. That's Merry Christmas in French. Oh, I wish I could remember more. Anyways, and happy Hanukkah and, and all those Hanukkah things. And happy Hanukkah and all the things. And um, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Bye. guys.